Welcome everyone to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. And I'm James. Michael's not here. <laughs> no, he's never here. But hey, at least there's two of us a lot better than yeah. just me last week. So I'm so sorry. I had grading I had to catch up on. It was it was a cluster of just a lot of things happening. So thank you for recording all by yourself last week. <laughs> I will say that editing or Recording by myself is the easiest edit because I record and then I just hit publish and I'm done. So it's like really fast. But surprisingly, the podcast went a little bit longer than I thought it was going to. There was a bunch of good content, a lot of bunch of good games. I was actually really sad Mm -hmm. because on a launch week like Pokemon, there was no one to talk about. But honestly, we're just going to talk about it this week. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yep. A lot to talk about <laughs> Pokemon this week. We're going to wait till the end, but we did get some listener feedback, Christina. I'm really excited mm-hmm. uh, whenever anybody emails us. So Matt wrote in uh, to the pod and he said, it was so funny to hear you bring up Bouncy Bob recently, which I'm very excited about because we're going to talk about it again this week. He mm-hmm. said that game happened to be on sale when we first got our Switch and checked out the eShop. My 12 year old son thinks it's so bad that it's good. He said, I snapped up preventative strike, but we haven't tried it yet. I'm always watching for a deal and the deep discounts in the eShop are always tempting to at least look at. And I agree, they are risky. And I was literally just in the eShop a second ago, maybe favoriting and perhaps almost buying a few more things. Uh, But yeah, last week I talked about preventative strike, about how terrible it is. And, you know, you probably shouldn't buy it, but everyone's going to buy it. It's one penny and and then you're going to hate it and and carry on. But you never bought Bouncy Bob, did you, Christina? Um, I did actually, but I never played it. So it's on my Switch. I just, I've never opened it. So I've never had that experience that everyone seems to have with the game. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I like when the games go on sale and they're super duper cheap for four cents, five cents, whatever. And and that's, Mm -hmm. that's good fun. Just why not buy it, I guess in general. But I, I, I think, with preventative strike, I was genuinely excited about it because I do like shmups. So I think that was the letdown when like Bouncy Bob, I was like, oh, this is going to be terrible. And then it was. So I was like, awesome. But preventive strike, I had higher hopes. I mean, I was hoping for just a little bit of more joy than I had. But, you know, wait. yeah, I did listen to last week's episode and, and you seemed pretty underwhelmed with it. So I was sad. Well, if anyone yeah. else has tried out Bouncy Bob or Preventative Strike, or if you're just like, hey, this is a great deal, you actually should have bought this game, let us know what you bought it for. You can always write into the podcast at nintendodispatch.com. There's a little contact button on the top right. That's how you email us, just like Matt did. Matt, thank you so much for the email. But Christina, let's head on to the news. Kick it off. Yeah, so this week, uh, com- Nintendo Company President Chicago Shantaro Furukawa recently revealed uh, that registrations for the new model, being the Switch Lite, had a higher percentage of female gamers, which I thought was pretty interesting. Said that there was also evidence of a good number of consumers purchasing the Lite as their second device, which is really surprising because they're not really, they're still not communicating the way that we've discussed in the past, like how they should communicate having the two devices. But uh, and then Doug Bowser later, he backed the information again during an interview with Fortune, saying that all the stats that they're getting is basically saying that female gamers are buying and using the Switch Lite a lot more, Um, which is pretty interesting because it feeds into our next bit of news, 
which is that the Nintendo Switch was the best-selling video game hardware in the United States in the month of October. This comes from MPD video game industry analyst Matt (laughs) Piscatella. Uh, Now, they didn't release any actual numbers or anything. This is based on his analysis. But it basically says that Switch experienced sales gains during October despite the overall hardware spending that fell this month and the year-to-date spending. So in October 2019, hardware spending uh, fell 41%, and the year-to-date hardware spending declined by 23%. So considering all of that, it still gained sales at October and year-to-date. So it's just overall pretty interesting to see how the Switch is doing so well in the market that's it's just kind of declining a little bit. Yeah, overall, obviously, mm-hmm. you have the Xbox, the PlayStation sort of coming to end of life. You have the Switch coming in yeah. into midlife here, two and a half years. in. I can't believe it's been two and a half years, but two and a half years into the cycle <laughs> doing a rev with a Nintendo Switch Lite. So I think it's it's really great to see that even though overall hardware and um, both for October and year to date overall between all consoles fell, the Switch still was the only one that sort of is continuing a trend upwards. Um, but I don't know for the for do you think that the Switch Lite uh, as a female gamer, Christina, does does it mm-hmm. is it more attractive to you as a uh, as a consumer? My only thinking for more female gamers getting a Switch Lite would be the colors. There are lighter pastel colors. And I mean, it could be my own bias into this, but I like those colors more. I kind of wish that they had the full size switch in that turquoise. I would love it, but I'm not 100% sure. I mean, I can't speak for all women, um, but that that's my suspicion is the colors have a lot to do with it, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I could see that. I, I will say when I recently took out my switch, I was I was showing Heather. She, she had seen my switch light. I'm pretty sure I have the yellow one. Mm-hmm. When I open it, she even said, oh, that's pretty. Um, yeah, you know, it's a pretty, pretty looking device, just it's an attractive device. So maybe it's something with the yeah. colors or it's the, the, the shape and size looks more, um, attractive. I, I, I don't know uh, in general, but I think that's cool to me. I always thought that there was something about the portability of it. Maybe that is a different attraction of, 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 of perhaps female gamers versus male gamers on it. Um, but I think maybe, it's a console yeah. that everybody should enjoy. So whoever you are, yeah. it's an inclusive console of everybody. <laughs> non-biased that's right now also in that same thread from matt piscatella he revealed a bunch of other statistics about video games just beyond you know hardware and specifically he wrote a bunch of information about luigi's mansion 3 which just came out a few weeks ago whole bunch of different things here for starters it was october's best selling switch title which is impressive because it was out for one day <laughs> That was um, pretty (laughs) impressive there. Additionally, it set a new launch month sales record for the Luigi Mansion series. Previously, the best-selling entry was the original way, way back in the day. So it's number one there. Uh, In the United States, in the month of October, it was number three, only behind Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, and The Outer Worlds, which again is extremely impressive seeing it was out for one day, um, just in general. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it was very impressive. Um, and, and outside the United States, it also had a bunch of great uh, s- numbers, too, because it was the fastest selling physical switch game of the entire year in the UK, 
which was uh, surpassing the Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, which previously held that record. So really cool for Luigi's Mansion. Just really astonishing. Yeah, it was it was cool to see it break all these records and considering it's a Switch game. It's a Switch exclusive. And compared to, you know, PlayStation, Steam and Xbox, it got third like that. That's that's insane. And it's really exciting to see that a Nintendo exclusive is doing that. Yeah, I think so. And he also released the top 10 games in general uh, for October 2019 for the Switch. It was Luigi's Mansion 3. So like we said, number one, then Ring Fit Mm -hmm. Adventure, which we'll talk about. I'm very excited about Um, (laughs) Legend of Zelda, uh, Link's Awakening, Mario Kart 8, Super Smash Bros. Overwatch came in number six, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, The Witcher 3, which is cool, and Super Mario Maker 2, and then new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. So a lot of Nintendo, but two third-party titles on there, which is great to see. So now let's jump into more specific game news. And let's first, let's talk about Sword and Shield because it's officially out. All three of us, including Michael, he's not here, but I know all three of us are excited about it. We've been playing it. I think all three of us like it. I know you haven't had a bunch of time to really play or get too in-depth in the game, right? Well, I mean, we'll talk about it a lot in general, but... Mm-hmm. I have played, you know, about two hours or so. I'm kind of taking mm-hmm. my time in the opening because I am enjoying it quite a lot, a lot more than Let's Go Pokemon. Let's just say that, like the amount of time that I played Let's Go Pokemon compared to Pokemon Shield, which is the one that I bought, a vastly different experience in general and Shield much more delightful in general. But apparently, Christina like you're about to tell us, not everybody's happy. You, you you can never make everybody happy. That's basically the theme of just game reviews in general. <laughs> um, so now, sword. I do want to also mention that Sword and Shield they very much so have their differences. Um, personally, we didn't want to touch on any of those differences because a we didn't want to spoil it for ourselves, and we didn't want to spoil any of the game for our listeners. There are a ton of articles out there though, if you do want to look it up. But we didn't want to focus on that this week. Uh, Perhaps maybe in a bonus round later. But um, so you and Michael both have shield. I have sword. And so I think that's something we can touch on later. But for now, um, yes, I'm going to dive into the anger that has unleashed on the Internet towards sword and shield. So first thing, the first thing I want to mention going into this is game critic reviews are generally really good. They have a game score of 81 out of 100 across 19 different critic reviews, which is great. It's fantastic. And that was, I believe, on uh, the review scores on Metacritic. Yeah. And in fact, I think the like IGN gave it like a 9.3, which is really, really good. Yeah. And um, a lot of 80s, 88, you know, Nintendo Life mm-hmm. gave it 80, Game Informer 88, GameSpot 90. So generally, like you said, positive. Pretty high scores. Yeah. yeah. Pretty positive. Yeah. Now, where it gets kind of like shady is in the user reviews. Users are rating the game 3.4 out of 10 on Metacritic, which is pretty ridiculous. And now I'm going to explain why this is happening. So the negative user reviews claim the studio cut corners when developing the game. They're accusing them of the studio making lackluster animations to supposedly reusing old game models. Now, evidence shows that some fighting animations, you know, they are pretty lame in my experience playing it. Some of them are like, all right, that didn't, nothing really happened there, but I took damage. Okay. Um, and then things like world animations might completely freeze if you're climbing up a ladder, just kind of weird little things like that. Overall though, it's not like the performance of the game is really good. There's no issues there. It's just the little animations and stuff that I've personally noticed. And that seems to be the major thing that people are noticing. 
but they're also still complaining about the scaled down Pokédex. People started this hashtag called um, Game Freak Lied, basically saying that when Game, when Game Freak originally said they were going to scale down the Pokédex, it was because they wanted to focus more on you know original animations and high quality animations and skins in the game. So that's why people are coming up with this hashtag, which honestly, it's it's kind of ridiculous at this point. <laughs> And it, the issue is, is it's a small number of people that are just being extremely loud and attacking any positive reviews out there. And I think the sad thing is, is the people that are really enjoying the game, they're too busy enjoying the game and playing the game to go and review it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> they're generally just enjoying it and aren't even giving the people who are giving negative reviews like any attention. But um, so CNN interviewed a, a gamer named Fidel Ragib. He's a streamer, streamer podcast out of Montreal. And I really liked how he summed up his like opinion on the whole situation because I felt the same exact way when I was reading it. I was like, yes, I completely agree. So I'm just going to read this really quick. He says, in this case, the outraged fans spoke extremely loudly, even though that is barely going to harm the game. As the average Pokemon player does not care about minor graphical issues or not having 800 Pokemon in the game. I'm playing the game right now and having a great time. The character models look great. The areas are unique and interesting, and the game brings a lot of new elements never before seen in Pokemon. I commend the team for this, and while criticism is fair and warranted, harassment is never okay. And this is we're exactly seeing what happened with Astral Chain. It's a couple of people that don't like one little thing, and they're being really loud about it on social media and basically harassing the studio for not making the 100% perfect game. I mean, you can't. You can't make the perfect game. You can't make everyone happy. Um, but it's just, it's sad to see this happening. Honestly, I, I'm really enjoying the game. I think it's really great. It's my first Pokemon game I've really dove into. We'll talk about it more in depth later. But just to put this out there, so we're talking about it because this keeps happening and it's something that shouldn't be happening. We should be just enjoying the games that we're playing. Unless it is a performance issue, like my time in Porsche, where we need to basically tell the studios, like, come on, what are you doing? But this is just an example. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, like if you go to Metacritic, that's where you're going to see most of the reviews anyways. If you're going to go mm -hmm. buy it on Amazon, you're not going to be taking the Amazon reviews into consideration. Um, yeah. You know, of course, though, I would say that, you know, Metacritic, when you see that vast difference between the two, it's, you know, you're obviously going to know that that is not. Um, accurate in any way at all and you know if you're gonna pokemon game is gonna sell anyways right so so far i haven't noticed anything in, in in this at all but i haven't gotten that far into the game but to me i'm i'm relatively impressed about in the game itself so far and and like i said the reviews from you know professional people reviewing the game and people you know playing the game and like on streams and on podcasts are genuinely positive about it. And in fact, I don't actually really care too much if people are reusing assets or reusing some animations or some sounds because you know what? Do you want to play this game or do you not want to play this game? Because the game, if you want to redo yeah. everything under the sun, you're just never going to get the game. Sometimes you got to ship the game. And even with Let's Go Pokemon, I felt like almost tons of that stuff was reused and I didn't even mind the graphics. I just didn't really like the gameplay all that much. And that's what I talked about when I started playing it a few weeks mm -hmm. ago. Um, I didn't enjoy the gameplay where I'm playing this game and I'm like, it does look better. Um, but the gameplay is vastly just really, really, I think it's probably one of the 
maybe the best Pokemon game I've played. And we'll talk about why later on. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Just don't let these negative reviews persuade you um, in any way, obviously. And just go buy it because it's, it's Pokemon. But if you did buy it, <laughs> right, um, there is a few things to look out for. There have been some rumors on the internet, the interwebs, Christina, the interwebs. There always are rumors on the interwebs. <laughs> there are. Well, there is this uh, people saying that the 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 if you download, if you have the downloaded version of Sword and Shield, that it is crashing and or deleting all of their data on their SD cards. Um, apparently, this is not the case, though. Um, there have been some glitches here and there that um, perhaps could corrupt the data on your SD card. Um, this is specifically when you are using EXFAT as the format type, and if you're using any SD card over th- 32 gigs, that's basically the default, and that's that's what mine's on in general. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing here is that your game saves are not stored on your SD card. So if they're, the only things that are stored on your SD card are the games themselves and screenshots potentially, and it, so there's really no way for you to really lose your game save or anything like that, plus you're hopefully have Nintendo online where you have things backed up. So if something does go wrong, which apparently this is just could be some writing, some, some odd things with SD cards, SD cards in general, they're not error proof. No, no memory is, is, is error is error proof. The only reason I can think that perhaps that this is happening is because the, the Pokemon sword and shield, um, uh, game saves uh, seem to be happening all the time because I'm so used to having to go in and save things manually. And when I do, I don't even need to save because it like already saved. So maybe it's constantly doing a lot of writes. Mm-hmm. And if you had purchased a very low end, really cheap card, maybe you'd be running into that. I always like to pick a high quality card from an actual name brand, like a Samsung or something like that, that is known for quality in their in their chips. So that is one mm-hmm. thing. If you are perhaps do that, but I have not experienced anything so far, but we will report back if we do. Yeah, it seems like it's been pretty rare, but it's again, one of those things where it happened to one person and now they're making everybody any anyone that's had issues is yelling about it on Reddit and Twitter. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. yeah. Um, so to move on in more Pokemon news. So we all know that Sword and Shield the, the one of the biggest parts of it is the ability to participate in max raid battles with other trainers and to take down special Dynamax Pokemon. Um, so rarely a, a Gigantamax Pokemon will appear, and the chances of encountering one of these Gigantamax Pokemon are low. But there will be regular events in the game where certain Gigantamax Pokemon become more common during a specific period of time. So from Friday, Friday November 15th, to early January 2020, they didn't have a specific date, players will be more likely to encounter Gigantamax Butterfree in max raid battles. So those with Sword are going to have more regular encounters with Gigantamax Dreadnought, and those with Shield are going to have more regular encounters with Gigantamax Corviknight. And the Gigantamax Pokemon that you do encounter will change once this event ends, so it's I like that they're doing it. It's like a specific amount of time where you can go and specifically seek out these Gigantamax Pokemon. So I like that they're doing this. Man, I can't wait to figure out what any of this means. I'm so excited. 
And I mean, I've I've played a lot more of the game than you do, and I haven't even tried any of this stuff yet. Like I've gotten to the, there's like these areas you can get into where you can fight these type of Pokemon, but I'm so low level, I don't even want to try yet. So once you once you get to the sanction, you'll know. But it's I don't even 100 percent totally know what they're talking about here. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was just but. excited. I just got a little bit further in the game, and then a bunch of new options popped up in my menu. And there's like a verse menu, and there's like like Wi Fi yeah. like stuff. It's all it's all happening. There's like little icons, and I'm like, well, there's it's like a it's, it's like I'm out in the field, you know, and, and things like that. So yeah. I'm like I said, excited that they're going to be doing this stuff because it brings like a reason to go explore to a region or to go do something. That's why I mm-hmm. love the Splatfest, and that's why I love the Tetris. Um, 99 events that they did all the time so yeah. stuff like this is is fun and in fact did you get your gift did you get a gift in the game no no so you if you go to your um we should talk about this when it happens but if you go to your menu like with i X, can't i can't check right now because oh, my switch died but <laughs> there's like there's like a mystery gift and then you can go and get a mystery gift and i did via the internet and i got a meowth oh really yeah i haven't explored that full menu yet so you know. I've just been focusing on trying to find an EV, which hasn't happened yet. <laughs> yeah, so uh, apparently I got a gi- Gigantamax mouth gift, so that's oh, cool. Yeah. Neat. Anyways, I don't know how that happened. I don't know if maybe only I got it. Maybe afterwards you can Magic. check it too. But anyways, that is most of the Pokemon news that we have. We will talk about it more in depth, but there are some other games that we wanted to talk about really quick before we get to the new releases. And the first is that there is going to be an update to Baba is You. This is a game that came out a few months ago, maybe four or five months ago. It is a, oh my goodness, how do I even describe it? Baba is You is this um, puzzle sort of hand-drawn black and white graphics that sort of you're creating the answers to the puzzle. It's like reverse. It, it's it's really crazy. It was in one of the Nindy Directs. And it's it's mm-hmm. quite fun in general. It's a really different look at like a puzzle game. But what's really cool is that next year they will be releasing a level editor. And additionally, it will feature online level sharing. And it will be, of course, coming to the Nintendo Switch, which is super duper cool. So this really turns me on to the game in which um, I may want to finally pick it up. I, I do like the idea of... Um, building my own but i love the idea of consuming and having puzzles from everybody else so i thought that was really cool um that their official twitter account talked about it so i figured i would uh, bring it onto the podcast if you haven't picked that up definitely take a look at it. it's a really cool game yeah i remember when uh they mentioned it that was one of the games that you talked about and i can actually i can visualize the game i remember it so it's cool that they're adding more content to it um, another game that is going to be getting more content is stardew valley uh update 1.4 was announced couple months back um it it was called the everything update it touches on pretty much every aspect of the game and it the update will be released on pc on the 26th november and it will arrive on consoles a few weeks later after this this is because uh you wanted a little more time to polish the game to fix up a number of bugs and test it on consoles before giving out an official release date but um you know i'm I'm excited for more content for Stardew valley that's exciting yeah i I have my friend, Sammy D. I look at her profile and she has like hundreds of hours. I think maybe yours too. Like I was looking, I was just like so much Stardew Valley yeah. going on. People love that Stardew Valley. I mean. And that's I, on and my I, Switch, not Steam. <laughs> and I own it. You know, I definitely, I definitely own it. Yeah. And 
Yeah, I was just looking at my friend Sammy D, 190 hours. Who has a lot of time? She just always has it on, maybe. I'm not sure, but um, it's a lot of time. I need to get into it, but then I have so many other games, Christina, that I can't possibly play. So I yeah, I don't even know if it's worth you going into now. There's going to be so much stuff in the game. You're going to be so overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I need a, a, a original mode, like classic mode. Yeah, uh, yeah, th- that should be uh, an option. <laughs> yeah. First timer. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then the last bit of our game news is we've talked about Decay of Lo- Logos or Lagos a little while ago. Um, the switch date was kind of pushed back, but it has now been officially announced that it will be available in the eShop the 28th of November and it will be available for $20. It is unclear if the extreme glitches and game issues have been fixed. So maybe wait for some reviews. Wait for Christina to give us an update. I, I will not probably be going back into this game. I had such a, a difficult time with it when I originally opened it and tried playing it. I don't know if it's redeemable at this point for me. You have to, Christina. It is your duty uh, to the podcast. You have to get the update. At least play it for 30 minutes. You have to. I'll try. Um, what but, if it's amazing? Man, the, what, what, uh, what if it's amazing? I don't. I, I doubt it will be. <laughs> If it's going to be the same as it is on consoles, because they haven't even updated it on consoles yet, uh, other consoles like Xbox or anything, they they still have the same issues. So I'll check it out. I'll see if anything has changed. But man, those controls. Wow. Now, before we move on, Christina, let's thank our amazing sponsor this week, Tom Tuck. Listen, you know Tom Tuck because we've been talking about Tom Tuck all the time on the podcast. They make amazing products to help you protect your digital gear like your Nintendo Switch and Nintendo Switch Lite. I love Tom Tuck cases for my Switch. All of us here on the podcast have one, not only for our Switch, but I also now have it for my Nintendo Switch Lite. The slim case is ideal for your Nintendo Switch at an affordable price. I love it. The exterior is super thick. It form fits your Nintendo Switch, and they have little little spaces for your cartridges. It's delightful. They have all shapes and sizes. Go to TomTuck.com, T-O-M-T-O-C.com. Tap on Nintendo Switch, and there'll be something for you that you're absolutely going to love. So the top 10 bestsellers of the week. First place, Pokemon Sword. Second place, Pokemon Shield. Yay. Third is Preventative Preventive Strike. Fourth, Luigi's Mansion 3. Fifth, Mad Age and the Sky. Sixth, Untitled Goose Game. Seventh, the double pack of Pokemon Sword and Shield. Eighth is Draw a Stickman, Epic 2. Ninth is Crypt of the Necker Dancer. And I want to note, this is 80% off right now. It's $3.99. It's been in the top 10 for quite a few weeks now. Um, and then 10th place is Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, Tokyo 2020. And then a couple new games in the top 30, didn't quite make it to the top 10, is Just Dance 2020 in 18th place, and then Zen Chest in 24th place. Nice. Not too bad. Well, I'm, I'm, I'll be... Uh... Fascinated to see how long Pokemon Sword and Shield beat up preventive. Like, I like how I said preventative strike, and then I almost threw you. I almost threw you, but you got me. <laughs> I see how long they take preventive strike. And, you know, I think Sword is definitely going to be the clear winner, winner here. Um, but I got Shield, and I'm, I'm pretty happy with two or three got Shield. So just saying. Yeah. I'm liking Sword. I'm not complaining. I didn't read the article. You read the article, so you got all the spoilers. So. No, I didn't read the article because I didn't want to spoil it. I started reading it, and I was like, oh, no, I didn't want to know that, and then I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, well, there are a bunch of new games coming out this week. However, apparently you did not check any of them, Christina. Any reason why? <laughs> nothing Nothing really jumped out at me this week. Mm. 
I don't know. I've gotten really picky with my new releases. But you you have a few checks, right? I do have a few checks that people should check out. So the first uh, is November 19th, Zumba, Burn It Up. You want a Zumba? <laughs> no? No? Not going to Zumba? Not for me. <laughs> okay. Well, this is also not for me. However, I like to mention games in which people should be aware that they're coming out. And this is cool because I feel like the fitness category brings in more broad range of people. So I think Ring Fit Adventure, I think Just Dance and Zumba. I like that these things exist. And I remember buying uh, the original Zumba game for the Wii way back in the day um, for one of my family members that got them into playing video games. So I thought this was cool. Mm -hmm. It does come with 30 songs, things like that, um, which is nice. Although I will say Just Dance, which of course I'm a huge, huge fan of, um, that has the like Just Dance Unlimited where you can subscribe for, I don't know, it's like $20 a year or something. It's such a good deal. But you get hundreds of songs. So, you know, pick and choose. But um, if you're a Zumba, this is Zumba Zumba. So if you're into the Zumba for fitness, then there's that. Um, I also wanted to mention a really cool game that comes out on the 20th, which is still there. I, I'm i sort of shocked you didn't put this on there, but this is a, a story-driven psychological adventure game. Now, I'm not a big fan, Christine, as you know, of point-and-click adventures, but this one's like in space, and it looks like there's some it's like sci-fi esque and that's what I sort of like about it. It's I don't know if mm -hmm. it's like this this individual is like isolated in like this space lighthouse and as an AI companion and just weird things are happening and just like how the video sort of unfolded really kind of sucked me in. And there's challenges, but there's also things to do to pass the time. Like there's a chess game, there's like you know, you have to use the bathroom and there's, you know, meals that you have to cook and whatnot. So it was a little bit of everything mashed into one. So I just thought I would talk about it uh, on the pod just a little bit. If you're into point and click adventures, which of course I'm not, but I don't know why I'm talking about it, but I am anyways, because it looked interesting. <laughs> oh, and then I also put Bouncy Bob 2 because Bouncy Bob 2 is coming out. You should not buy this game and nobody should buy this game. Don't don't do it unless you loved Bouncy Bob 1 and bought it for a penny. But uh, they changed it up, Christina. This is a four-player local co-op game now where you have battle arenas like Towerfall and you attempt to basically attack everybody. Okay. I guess. Oh, terrible. Bouncy Bob's <laughs> the worst. It, it's just the worst. <laughs> well, Matt, now you can play it with your kid. <laughs> That's true, Matt. Pick yeah. up Bouncy Bob 2. It's $5, not $4.99, but $5 exactly. And let us know what you think. So I don't know. <laughs> Couldn't get in this game. Two other games I want to talk about really quick. One is Narcos, Rise of the Cartels. I was a big fan of the Netflix TV series under the same name, Narcos, which is all about um, the um, drug cartels in Colombia in the 1980s. Um, specifically the Medi Medellin car cartel. Um, so I was really into that um, specific show. And this is a turn-based action strategy game. So it's a turn-based. However, when you get into certain battles, it turns into a third-person 
action game. So maybe there's a conflict and then you turn into a third person shooter. So it looked surprisingly pretty good um, from it. And this is coming out on all consoles into the Nintendo Switch. So if you enjoyed that show like I did, um, you may want to go and you pick sides. Basically, you, you, you choose your side between the DEA and the Narcos. So the game mm-hmm. sort of goes between those two. So I, th- I thought it looked pretty cool. That's interesting. You can pick your side. I didn't I didn't notice that at first. Yeah, so kind of cool there. And that is something pretty unique. But the number one game, mm-hmm. Christina, that I am very sad that it came out the week after Pokemon because I really want this game. But it's on my wish list is the Taurist or the Toriest or the Taurius. I don't know. I'm going to call it the Taurist. But this is a game from Shinin Entertainment, which I'm a big fan of this developer. This game, I can't believe you didn't check this. I'm I'm mind boggled over here because this game, you it's all super cute. Eight. No, it's like it's it's sort of like a upgraded graphics Minecraft. It's Minecraft, right? But smaller blocks in it's general. It's like a 3D 16 bit, 32 bit. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And it looks so flipping cool. And I don't know. I don't understand the game 100%. I was even trying to figure out on the website, but you land in this island and or like in your on your vacation, basically. But you just sort of roam around. There's all these exotic islands. You can go swimming deep under sea. And there's like beach parties and there's arcades. And then there's like mysterious thing happening underground in the monuments. So you need to like uncover the deep caves. And it's sort of like a weird hybrid action adventure mini game type of thing. But it looks so freaking cute. No. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. No. No. Yes. No, it definitely it definitely looks cute. Absolutely. I think because I didn't really get the game. And that's why I didn't check it. <laughs> oh. But no, it definitely looks really cute. If I, you know, maybe if I, I read a few reviews of it later, I would probably add it to my list if if it sounded interesting. But yeah, I don't really know what's happening with like the story. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know either what's happening with the story because the 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 website has very little information. And additionally, also the the yeah. entry has a very little information, but it looks amazing. And it was in the Nindies and we had talked about oh. it previously. So. You know what it reminds me of? It's like a slightly upgraded version of Roblox. It's like Roblox with nice shaders. That's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has that really um, yeah. depth of field to it, too. Like, you know, really far back, which is cool, mm-hmm. too. So it looks it looks cool. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely it, it look it looks cool. But yeah, that's just that I just didn't understand the story, really. If there was one, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if but. there is. I just think you're a tourist on this island. And I think you just go just exploring. Uh huh. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't do it. No, yeah, no. maybe. How much how much is this one again? Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. Maybe you got Pokemon, so you can't play it. Let's <laughs> talk about Pokemon. Let's get into what you've been playing. Christina, this is your first Pokemon. It's not your first. Is this? Oh, let's go into Pokemon history. Is this your first? What Pokemon games have you played in the past? ever so in in the first my first episode on here i mentioned that my first like nintendo experience was the little my i had like a or one of my nintendo experiences was a little game boy color and i had almost all the different pokemon cartridges none of them saved so i would play for a little while and then that was it Mm, not Um, fun not fun so not great no (laughs) so then other than that it was uh the uh I played the demo of Let's Go, and that that's pretty. And I didn't love the demo for Let's Go. I thought it was garbage, but 
I'm loving Pokemon Sword. Absolutely loving the game. It's it's everything that I would assume a Pokemon game was. But then talking to Michael later, realizing that this is the best probably version of a Pokemon game that's ever come out. <laughs> so like a lot of the things were like that this one has way more like quality of life improvements, which if other games didn't have a, a lot of the stuff that this game has, like how did anyone play them? I just, I can't wrap my head around that. I, I know that sounds ridiculous, but like just some of the the simple things like Michael was saying that the UI was a lot more just easier to use. And I'm thinking, how could this AI be worse? Like, it, I mean, it, it's great now, but I'm trying to think, how did anybody play it worse and enjoy the game? Mm. <laughs> I know I know it sounds kind of ridiculous, but that's just my 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 thought process going into it. But <clears throat> I love Sobble. I picked Sobble as my starter. I love him to death. <laughs> yeah, we we all pick different starters. So you officially are a Sobble mm-hmm. fan. Yes. Oh yeah. And I've actually already evolved my Sobble and I'm not mad. Looks really cool. So I'm excited to see yours and Michael's evolutions to wow. see, you know, how lame they're gonna look compared to Sobble, but <laughs> I don't know. My Groki is gonna be pretty, pretty, pretty dope. As everyone knows, I'm a I'm a big um fan of the Grokster, Grokster 5000. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I did, I will say, I did automatically. I went in and I turned off immediately, even before I even started the game. As soon as I could, it could, I went into the settings and I, I turned off the, um, like name change, like, you know, names or whatever. You can go into your options and there's tons of options. You, there's an option for that. Yeah. You just give, give nicknames and you say, don't give. And then, you know, it doesn't do it. So that's pretty great. Um, nice. I didn't and, know that. <laughs> yeah. And you can do a bunch of like, like quality of life stuff, right? So send to boxes, you can do manual or automatic. There's battle styles oh. of like switch and set and battle effects are on and off and even tech speed. Mm-hmm. So a lot of little things like that. But um, that said is I agree. Uh, the quality of life improvements of just playing the game are really great. Um, but the overall look feel of it is really great. I, I do think that the last 3DS games were really, really well done. Um, even I mean, I played almost all of them since the beginning of time and, and really enjoyed it. I do think that here's what I think is impressive about this game so far. And maybe yours mm-hmm. experience has differed a little bit from mine because what has happened so far is as I play the game, um, they ask you a series of questions and they set the defaults of the responses to a true statement as if you already know about it. So often they um, ask you a question like, do you know, do you know how to, have you ever caught a Pokemon before? And you're like, oh yeah, I've done that. So then they don't tell you anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's other things about, you know, your Pokédex and about XYZ as, as you're going, um, which is cool. And I thought one thing that was really neat is the first time you left the house. So I'm only maybe two hours in, so I'm not super duper far because I didn't have a lot of time this the last few days to play it. Um, yeah. But when I left the house, you get into the grass and... Your mom had actually given you five Pokeballs. Here's what I thought was super neato. I went and I did catch some Pokemon. So later on, when you start to um, learn about the game mechanics, Leon or Leo or whatever his name is, the the guy's brother, asks you Mm -hmm. 
like oh, he goes, oh, I've seen you've already caught some Pokemon. And then kind yeah, of skips over that. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's great that they can like detect stuff like that and just you don't have to waste time. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was cool. So yeah. I'm really blown away um, by the graphics. I got my Grokster, Grokster 5000. I am disappointed, though. Here's what I'm disappointed in so far, Christina, is mm-hmm. the game opens and it's in this big arena and no voiceover. Why is there like no... Like, give me one line of voiceover in this whole game. You know what I mean? No, am I wrong? Yeah. Kind of upsetting. No, I noticed that too. That was one of my biggest things was, you know, this is such a, a, it's a triple A game. I mean, it's a Nintendo game. They couldn't do voiceovers. Like, even if it wasn't English and they just had subtitles for it, I would have loved that. That would have been fine. But it's just, it's weird. I didn't like that. And the only other thing I didn't like besides that is some of the the fighting animations seem like mm. really lame <laughs> but again like, oh, like i mentioned the, before that's a very small thing but the attacks between the two pokemons you mean yeah like i would have my nick i, f- I forget what it's called nick nick it or whatever it is do a quick mm-hmm. attack mm. and it's basically it does like six attacks in a row and it's like it's supposed like when it's hitting the other Pokemon, there's all these stars and stuff happening, but all your Pokemon does is it jumps up and falls back down, jumps oh, up, falls back down, jumps yeah, up, yeah. falls back down. It's like, come on, <laughs> couldn't do a little more there. This yeah. is a pretty awesome attack. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I have noticed that some were better than others, and maybe they just didn't really yeah. focus in on some of them, where they're like, no one's gonna play this Pokemon, so I'll just skip over this. <laughs> maybe, but I think even in the later, like in arena battles and stuff like that i've seen examples where pokemon do the same thing they just move the tiniest bit or like jiggle just the tiny tiniest amount but yeah. like i said though it's, it's small it's not a huge thing but it's just something i noticed where i'm like oh you couldn't couldn't move a little more come on <laughs> you've been in a pokeball for a while i i do feel as if the battles do happen faster than previous entries though like even mm. though the animations like maybe aren't that great. I feel like I'm I, I jam on the A button a lot. I'm just like, go, 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 right? Like, go, 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 go. And I feel like it lets me progress faster through the battles. And I also thought that the battles already in this game were more enjoyable than Let's Go, because Let's Go, I just thought were terrible battles in general. I didn't have a lot of fun with the actual battle mechanics. Or I think yeah. this one, re- I mean, really nailed it to the fact that I enjoy battling Pokemon that are in the wild and that I love that when you are hitting your Pokemon, that there's an X button that allows you to, you know, launch the Pokeball immediately. You don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Small, small, but really important because you're doing these things yeah. over and over again. So those battles, I agree that some of the animations aren't that good. I wish there was voiceovers, but I think the world so far is pretty, bitty, pretty, 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 pretty. It's pretty, pretty, pretty so far. It's not mind blowing. I'm not mind blown because Breath of the mm-hmm. Wild is like mind blown. There are different art styles. Yes, but yeah, I, I'm impressed, but I'm not like, well, my goodness, the most amazing thing ever. Now, maybe I'll be impressed later on, but I don't know how you feel. Yeah, so my my thinking for this is it's definitely not the prettiest game I've ever played. There's room for improvement, but the actual gameplay itself, just hearing, you know, the things you said and the things Michael said, 
this was a really big step in the right direction for Nintendo. They put a lot of time and thought into the quality of life upgrades and things like that. So I'm 100% okay with them improving the actual gameplay and not spending so much time making it the prettiest game ever. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And yeah. Um, how far how far are you into it? Are you Jim Jim 5? No. <laughs> Okay. Not not that far. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to explain it without spoiling anything major for you. So I, I've passed the first wild area and I'm on the next road. Mm, okay. Okay. So far, I've mm-hmm. just gotten my, what is it called? Letter of something? Your letter of endorsement. Yes, I'm officially endorsed okay. to go participate in gym battles. And I got my mega gigamax wristband and my shooting stars that fell out of the sky and then I just picked them up randomly that didn't make any sense but sure um you know <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> i will say Pokemon. yeah <laughs> i mean i mean if you haven't played this game yet i really like the opening sequence where you go through the misty woods like that was so cool i was like whoa this is yes, like story that was neat yeah. yes yeah i love that too and i cannot wait to catch that pokemon yeah, oh. whatever it is, <laughs> I, t- I took a I took a screenshot. I, I found myself immediately taking a lot more screenshots of this game than other games that I played. So I am I've actually very... been so immersed in the game. I've been forgetting to take screenshots of things. Mm, Got to do <laughs> it. Completely gotta... forgetting. I know. I know. I took so many photos of Grokster when uh, when uh, when he first popped out. I was like, yes. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. Uh, so analysis. We like Pokemon a lot. You should probably buy it, but you probably already bought it. So what else should people look forward to that you've been playing, Christina? So this game I haven't been playing, but it's kind of more a, like a rec recommendation. I came across a game called Lost Ember, and it looked really, really interesting. You basically you start out as a wolf, but you can jump from animal to animal and each creature can do a different thing. So say, for example, you start out walking around in this environment as a wolf, but you need to get up high somewhere. You can basically transfer your soul from the wolf to a bird. Um, so it's and, and the game, it looks beautiful. It's kind of a puzzle adventure game. You can discover ruins of, of old civilizations and ancient cultures that basically it's nature has reclaimed this world. Um, now, the, the reason I wanted to mention it is it's coming out on the 22nd on pretty much everything but the Nintendo Switch. It is going to come to Switch later, though, and that's why I wanted to bring it up because I wanted to put it on people's radar. It looked really interesting, and I know if you're into very atmospheric adventure-type games like me, you might want to definitely check this one out. So it's called Lost Ember. So so look it up. Yeah, yeah that sounds really cool. I'll put it in the show notes mm-hmm. and definitely take a look at it. Nice. Great. Anything else yeah. that you've been playing at all or just Pokemon? Just Pokemon. Like I said, I was trying to get as much work out of the way last week. So I spent a lot of the time grading and and doing all that stuff and catching up on projects, getting those out of the way so I could actually spend time playing Pokemon when it came out. And I'm so glad I did. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, mostly played Pokemon. However, of course, every single week, all about that Mario Kart tour. We are coming to the end of the Paris tour. So I'm trying to bust through it. I did take a few days off. Um, from playing it and it's sort of a game that you can do that um if you as long as you get through your you know different challenges but every week there's new challenges so i've been going through that michael's been beating me a bunch um just on the normal sort of rank tiers every every two weeks there's a new challenge in one of the series you can see how you did against your friends so that's quite fun to do and see um enjoying that still it's 
a month in, really enjoying it. We'll keep my gold pass and go to town there. However, the other game that I talked about last week that I purchased but had not opened is Ring Fit Adventure, Christina, because I want to get in shape. Got to get fit. So I need a ring. So um, I busted this open and it is amazing. Every every part of it is mind-blowingly amazing. Um, you get this little ring. It's literally a ring. And mm-hmm. it is great construction. Very impressive. Like I pulled really hard on it, pushed really hard on it in, in the in the calibration. Um, really cool. It comes with a leg strap. So you lap, you strap in one of the Joy-Cons into your leg. And uh, so far, I, I did uh, two workouts on it. Uh, I just opened it up a few days ago. And the story mode is just a series of different workouts, but there are different battles. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're sort of in a runner. So you're sort of running forward. So you're jogging in place. And that's where the sensor on your leg comes into place. So you are running. And if you need to go up the stairs, you need a high step to go up. And then you can continue jogging when you're on flat surfaces, or you can sprint and make your person sprint. So you're sprinting in place, obviously. You're not sprinting around mm-hmm. the room. That'd be silly. Um, but you make <laughs> your little character do stuff. It it looks very anim, you know, animated. That's the style they were going for. It looks like a Unity game almost, but um, has like a very glossy finish to it. Um there is some voiceover on it, which is pretty funny, seeing that Pokemon is none. Uh, but <laughs> what's cool is that as you're running, there's different things to like hit in the environment, or you can take the ring and point it down and squeeze on it, and it makes your person like jump, like it's a little um, like a uh, fan that like help propels you up. Different obstacles that you're going over, um, you're trying to collect different coins, and then. You get to boss battles and random enemy encounters through each of the um, stages. And that's where the even more intense workout comes in because you are battling by doing exercises to beat the enemy and additionally um, block attacks from them, too. You have to do different motions. So I had different squats. I had over over the head um, uh, moves. There was somewhere you had to sit, sit down and like do different things. And there's a joy con that's in the ring con and, and, and it knows like if you pull it, if you push it, if you go forward, if you go back, it's all calibrated. It works very seamless. Again, I'm very, very impressed by the construction, by the movement, um, capture that it has. And at the each the end of each of the, um, stages it gives you a breakdown of how long it took how many calories you burned how far you ran in quotes and then you can additionally put your thumb over the ir sensor and that will give you a heart uh, monitoring like uh, um, reading basically so it'll tell you how it doesn't tell you how fast how many beats per second or beats per minute it's going but it gives you a moderate light whatever based on how accurate it, it can do um, that's seemed to work very well so far. So I'm pretty impressed by yeah. it. It's, it's it, and I was sweating. I was legitimately sweating after 10 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Are you fit now? Are you totally fit? Oh, definitely not fit. But maybe if I keep <laughs> going at it and beat everything, but it's pretty cute. I think that the the mode is cute. There is a ad hoc mode where you can just do exercises too, so you don't actually have to do the adventure. But the adventure seems fun, so I'm going to keep at it and try to report back. Um, 
in the next few months and see how it goes and, and just as it continues. Cool. But I'm, I'm, I'm impressed for the, a fitness type of game. Do you think it's something that you'll be doing consistently? Like, do you feel that urge that you have to go in and keep doing these like quests or adventures to like, do you feel that impulse that you need to play the game? Uh, you know, with any of the fitness games like this, I really didn't. There was the Wii Fit mm-hmm. Boxing, which I really felt like I was going to do, but I just did the demo and I didn't buy the game, which I should, probably should have. But that I really enjoyed. <laughs> well, now you don't have to. You have Ring Fit Adventure. <laughs> exactly. I have Ring Fit Adventure. If one fitness <laughs> game doesn't work, get the next one. So yeah, <laughs> um, I think that if I just tell myself like, hey, whenever I'm working from home, you know, before I shower in the morning, I'm going to do a 20 minute or whatever. I think I, mm-hmm. I could totally do it. And I think I've decided not to renew my gym membership because um, people like me, not people, but me specifically, uh, gym membership means give the gym a bunch of money and never go. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to just, you know, do my ring fit adventure and, and go to town there. But, uh, you know, with any game that with any fitness thing, you you have to be the one that goes forward. I, I do think that yeah. if I had a Peloton or something like that, where I do love spin class and I would more aptly go to it. But again, Mm -hmm. for me, the only way that I really was consistently going and exercising um, to like a class was when I had to pay for it. And it was on my calendar, which is when I was going to spin class in person because I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I just spent $20 and it's on my calendar. And if I don't go, I lost $20. So I better get my butt to the gym and actually do it where across the street or down the road where my down the road where my gym is at, like they have spin class, but I'm like, well, it's just included. Right. And just, you know, I can you know, mm-hmm. lawfully go. So I'm not, you know, you got to just do it yourself. So yeah, like any game. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good. I recommend it. If you're looking for a gift that people want to, you know, for the holidays, I think it's a great one. I think it's really well done. And the accessory is very small. I do like that. It's smaller. It fits in our ottoman, which is really nice. So it's out of sight, out of mind. Um, you nice. can store it. Okay. You know, you can st- you can store it a lot easier than like the Wii Fit Balance Board. It doesn't take any batteries. You just put the Joy Cons in it, and you're good to go. So it's cool. Oh, good. Nice. That's it. Pokemon Week behind us. I'm sure we'll have a lot more, especially when Michael is back to talk about Pokemon. I hope everyone's enjoying your Pokemon. Let us know who your starter was, because apparently. Every single starter Pokemon got about 33% on the Nintendo uh, survey. I did vote, but uh, yeah, let us know who you picked. Write into us at nintendodispatch.com or tweet us on Twitter at Dispatch Podcast. And that's going to do it for this week. And this has been your Nintendo Dispatch.